This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. to Equipped for Life with Pastor Christopher Brooks. Well, today is the day, the final day of broadcasting on Faith Talk 1500. Although we are excited about the days ahead and what the Lord has in store for our ministry, this has been quite an emotional journey for all of us as we have made the decision to transition from radio to a more web-based model. That's why we continue to pray for the wisdom, favor, and provision of the Lord to do what he has entrusted us to do through this ministry. And we humbly ask that you continue to pray with us as well. In the meantime, make sure you stay connected with us on our website at www.equippedforlife.tv as well as our Equipped for Life Facebook and Twitter pages. Check back for updates, quotes, and new developments as well as information on our rescheduled listener appreciation reception, which will now be held on Wednesday, July 27th at 6.30 p.m. on the campus of Evangel Ministries. Please call 313-836-7732 to register for this free event or email us at info at equipforlife.tv. Now let's go into the sanctuary of Evangel for the conclusion of the message, the purpose and power of biblical preaching. We need to pray that God will send a wave of biblical preaching. Now, one other fair question as I close. Another fair question that some may ask is this. If biblical preaching is the centerpiece and the key and the backbone for revival and transformation, then why aren't we seeing it? Because we show enough, have a whole lot of preaching. Don't we? I mean, there will be maybe three to 4,000 pastors in this little region alone that's doing what I'm doing today. Same type of thing. There will be 
hundreds of thousands or more throughout the nation that will stand up and do something that will fall up under the category of preaching. In quotations. For those who are listening by radio. There will be many billions more throughout the world that will be preaching. Radio will have preaching today. TV will have preaching today. So the question is rightfully asked is how come we are seeing not a transformation, not a revival, but a recession. I'm not talking about an economic recession, but we're talking about a famine of the word of God, a famine of spiritual maturity and strength in the land. Now, I love what, what John Piper says about this. One of, one of my favorite pastors, John Piper, Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, he says this, preaching is God's appointed means for the conversion of sinners, the awakening of the church, and the preservation of the saints. If preaching fails, the consequences are infinitely terrible. Now, I want you to hear that warning at the end of this, this quote, this statement. If preaching fails, the consequences are infinitely terrible. Now, this statement presupposes two things. Number one, it presupposes that preaching can fail. And I want to submit to you that it's possible to preach and fail. Now, in order to preach and fail, there's another presupposition built in there. And that is that there is a purpose to preaching. That if that is not achieved, then you are accurate in saying it failed. I want to submit to you that because the church and pastors specifically have forgotten or do not know the purpose of preaching, that oftentimes we are hearing preaching that fails. But the old saying is true that if you give a starving man a bologna sandwich, he will eat it all the time. A starving man will eat whatever you serve him unless he knows there's something better available. And a hungry church will take whatever preaching is available to them unless they know there is something better on the menu. And I want you to know that there's more than junk food available on the menu of preaching. That there's more than materialism available on the menu of preaching. That there's more than entertainment on the menu of preaching. That there's more than hype and lying and games and manipulation on the menu of preaching. We got to expand the menu of options and understand that there is a filet mignon that God wants to serve us. There is a such thing as biblical preaching that does not fail but rather does succeed. So if I'm going to know if my preaching succeeds, I have to know the purpose of preaching and thank God that Paul gives me that in verse number 23. And here's the purpose of preaching but we preach Christ crucified. The purpose of preaching, write this down, the ultimate purpose there that Paul is communicating of preaching is to declare the supremacy and the centrality of Christ in all things. The ultimate purpose of preaching is to declare the supremacy and the centrality of Christ in all things. So here's how it's supposed to work. A minister is supposed to take a text that speaks of a topic or thing, any topic, anything, you name it. The minister is supposed to take that topic and theme and teach God's people how to exalt Christ in that area of their lives and teach God's people how to make Christ supreme in that theme, topic, or area. I don't care if it's marriage or money or relationships or family or job and career or education or your political decisions or recreation or hobbies or ministry. 
My job is to show you how to make Christ central in that. By taking the teachings of scripture which speak unto him. That's what he declared on the road to Emmaus as he was walking with two disciples. How the scriptures, all of the Tanakh, all of the law, all of the writings, all of the prophets, how they declare and speak about him. it's, It's quiet in this church. Because we aren't used to preaching with that goal. So preaching that fails is preaching that is not centered upon the exaltation and the supremacy and the centrality of Christ in all things. Preaching that is not centered upon Christ is powerless, perverted, weak, distorted, and will render the people of God impotent and apostate. Preaching that is not centered upon Christ will not transform people's hearts, will not turn them back to God, and therefore we will not see revival in our churches and transformation in our city. So some will say, well, Pastor, are you saying that the purpose of everything is just to glorify Christ? You're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. Imagine what would happen to a society if its ministers were faithful in preaching to the culture, preaching to the society, the supremacy of Christ in all things. Can you imagine what would happen? Let's think of a couple of topics. Imagine what would happen if the pulpit was faithful of preaching that the supreme purpose of marriage is to exalt Christ. You know, I'll tell you one thing that wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be trying to redefine it other than the way he defined it if we faithfully knew if we faithfully proclaim to society and to the culture, the problem is society is confused because the pulpit's been confused, because we've been muddled, because we have compromised the word of the living Christ in order to win a popularity contest. Our goal is not to be liked by the masses. Our goal is to live for an audience of one. So at the end of the day, he can say, well done, my good and my faithful servants. But we are that salt in the in the earth, that salt that, perver- that preserves. And yes, it stings but it also preserves it stings but it also preserves we are to sting the world as we convict them of their sin and their sinful nature with the preaching of the word of God but we preserve them by doing that but if the salt has lost its saltiness what purpose does it have And now we're being trampled under the feet of of government and of of business and of people. We're by word, a laughing stock because the church has become confused about the purpose of preaching. Let's take another topic. What What if we taught the world, the society, our culture, that the purpose of sex was the glorification of Christ? That God gave this powerful and intense blessing called sex and sexuality for the purpose of exalting Christ. What if we taught that to our children? You know what we wouldn't be doing right now? We wouldn't be perverting it. We wouldn't be exploring our own corrupt imaginations and use for it, but we would be using it to be fruitful and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ so that God's kingdom can be filled. 
Sex is a blessing, a tool given by God for the context of marriage. It only has its biblical purpose in the context of marriage. Christ said that. And if it's done in the context of marriage properly, you glorify Christ that way. That's a foreign thought to us because we've compromised in the pulpit. And now what we've done is we said, well, we'll own Sunday school and we'll own prayer and we'll talk about fasting. Those types of things are our realm, but we'll let the world define the meaning and the purpose of all these other things. God has the authority to speak on all things. What about this third area? What about money? What have we taught our society and our culture that the purpose of money, all the resources that you, that you received, are gifts of God, and they are simply, money is simply a tool for glorifying Christ. Amen. Is that how you view your money? Do you view your money as a tool for glorifying Christ? You know what would change? We, we wouldn't be living in a, in a society that deifies money and that has made money their idol. We wouldn't be living in a season where the church begs and borrows for people to give because if we were all convinced, we're not convinced. The problem is not the world. The problem is the church. We're not convinced. And the problem in the church starts in the pulpit. And if the pulpit is not preaching Christ crucified, if we are not preaching the supremacy of Christ in all things, the purpose of your job is the glorification of Christ. The purpose of, of your education, the glorification of Christ. The purpose of your thought life, the glorification of Christ. The purpose of your money, the glorification of Christ. The purpose of your marriage, the glorification of Christ. The purpose of everything you own, the glorification of Christ. The purpose of your talent, your time, your treasure, the glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I need to end... And I've decided I'm going to preach this again in 11 because they need to hear it just as much as you do. But I believe that our, our culture is corrupt. We live in wicked times. Murder, there's, there's a spirit of murder. The atmosphere of death. We're not satisfied any longer with killing adults. We're so evil, we kill the baby while they're still in the womb. I believe that we've become perverted, distorted, that our, our money fails because we have holes in our pockets that Christ has cut and put in there because we've built his house, I mean built our houses and not his. I believe that we are losing a generation right before our eyes because we forgot that children are a gift from God, that we must steward well for his glory. And I believe that all of this has happened because not that we haven't preached, but our preaching has failed. Because we have not understand the purpose of preaching. I am not here to entertain you. I am here to challenge and convict. I got to read one more scripture real quickly. Second Timothy 2 and 4. Now, now, part of the reason why the preaching has failed, the, the predominant reason the preaching has failed is because of you. You're, you're the primary reason preaching has failed in this generation. You and your, your, your selfishness, greed, desire have chosen 
to get preachers who will preach what you want to hear. So we have no one to blame but ourselves. Paul prophesies it again, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. He says to Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all patience or complete patience. And teaching. And teaching. So he tells you to do all of these things. He says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. I believe it's upon us. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their own passions. We've gotten men and women who will preach to us what we want to hear. And what we must do in the pews is begin to repent and say, God, I'd rather have a word that rebukes me than a word that appeases me. I would rather have a word that encourages me to the pursuit of Christ than encourages me to the pursuit of self. I believe that one of the ways we can know that God is pleased with this congregation who has so much growing to do. They have so much growing to do. But yet there's a sincere hunger here. I believe that one of the ways we can measure that is because God has blessed you to have biblical preaching in the pulpit. If there was not a hunger for that, there was not a tolerance for that. There's times when I say, God, it's hard preaching some of these messages. Be easier preach some easier ones. But God won't release me or, or allow me to. We preach Christ crucified. Okay. So real quickly, some of you may say, I'm not a preacher, so this doesn't have anything to do with me. That's all great, pastor, but what does this have to do with me? It has everything to do with you, and I want to give you two, two reasons why. Number one, two things you need to do. The Bible says we all may prophesy, and that the spirit of prophecy is Jesus Christ. I want to take that and contextualize that to the sermon today and say this. You all may preach. <laughs> Somebody say, I am a preacher. Biblical preaching. Brings revival, transformation, but it is not just the job of the pastor. Somebody say, I am a preacher. Now, not all of us will preach on the same level or with the same frequency. I'm not saying that you're a pastor, all right? And not every pastor will preach on the same level. Not everyone will be a Billy Graham who's preaching to millions across nations, Right? But what we have to understand is that there's two types of sermons. Pastor Carr helped me to understand this. In his homiletics class, he teaches his people two types of sermons, public sermons and private sermons. This is a public sermon, a large group sermon. But you know what's happening more frequently than this? This is once or twice a week. But you know what's happening every day? These one-on-one sermon opportunities that God will give you to declare and preach his word across the kitchen table, on the telephone, to a friend, a co-worker, at a cubicle, at the quickie mart, at a gas station, wherever God places you. And you got to start looking for preaching opportunities in a private context and look for opportunities to declare, thus saith the Lord. 
So next time somebody asks you, what do you think about the city? Thus saith the Lord. What do you think about this marriage thing? Thus saith the Lord. What do you think about abortion and, and, and homosexuality? Thus saith the Lord. What do you think about the school system? This is what Christ said about it. You begin to declare the word of Christ. The purpose of preaching is the supremacy of Christ. Say that with me. The purpose of preaching is the supremacy of Christ in all things. In all things. So you preach to your children. You preach to your neighbor. You preach to your friend. Second thing, and I'll close, stop settling. Stop settling for preaching that fails. And stop pressuring preachers to preach messages that feed your flesh. Begin demanding biblical preaching. Pray urgently that God will send people who love him more than they care about your feelings. Pray for your preachers that they will preach the exalted message of Christ crucified. Stand to your feet all over this church. Stand to your feet all over this church. I won't do an altar call, but I will call you to repentance. Some of you aren't saved and you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. And I urge you to do that right now. Giving your life to Jesus Christ is not just a cute prayer, but it is a surrender heart that says, I surrender God to your will for my life. Is there anybody by the show of hands that say, today I want to surrender fully to him, that I have not done that, but today I want to do that. I've not fully done that, but today I want to do that. Just raise your hand all over the church, if you've not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and you know who you are, you will see it in your lifestyle. Don't try to rationalize it. Don't try to look good in your own eyes, but be honest with yourself. Are you living for Christ? I didn't ask you, have you made a mistake of falling, but are you living for his glory? If not, raise your hand because that means that you're probably not saved. And so I trust that you are or that you've chosen not to. But God will support your decision. But the second call of repentance that I would make to you as a church is we need to repent over missing our preaching opportunities. How many can think of a dozen or more one-on-one preaching opportunities over the past week that you may have missed out on? You may have missed out on. You just I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Do you know how hard it is sometimes to have to stand in the pulpit and do what I do? Can you imagine how um, messed up it would be if I just was uh, real worried about making you feel uncomfortable? Let me, let me say this. I love you enough to offend you. So the question you have to ask yourself is, do you love people enough to offend them? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you enough to offend you. Just look at him. Say, I love you enough to tell you the truth about yourself. I love you enough to tell you about Christ. I love you enough to offend you. Can you love somebody enough this week to offend them? Can you do that? Amen. Now, I'm not saying be offensive just, just by your delivery or your style. You deliver the style in the most loving way as possible. You deliver the message in the most loving and compassionate and thoughtful way as possible. But just know that the message of Christ is offensive because it cuts right at our selfishness. We don't have the authority to run our own lives. So repent today over your preaching opportunities. If you've missed some preaching opportunities and you just want to ask God to forgive you, lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, please forgive us. Forgive us. You've called evangelism to be your mouth. Forgive us, oh God, for not being that mouth like we should. The Lord, but if we're going to speak right, we've got to hear right. So God, let us be a people of prayer. 
so that we can hear from you and we can declare your word and let us fall in love with the Bible because when the opportunity comes for us to talk, let us be able to have something of substance to say. Fill our mouths with your word. And while we're repenting over our missing our preaching opportunities, we repent as a people for promoting, funding, and settling for preaching that fails. The Lord, we have supported, funded, and settled for preaching that is not Christ-centered. Preaching that is centered upon materialism, entertainment, lies, perversion. We've supported men and women of God who refuse to live and model what they preach. God, forgive us of that. And let us raise our standards because we want to see this city transformed. We believe that a transformation is upon us. And we believe that if it's going to happen, your church must return to biblical preaching. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. We've come to the end of our broadcast and the end of our time together on Faith Talk 1500. Been an honor and a privilege to serve you for 12 years in radio ministry. And we thank the Lord for his faithfulness and in choosing us to carry out the Great Commission. We hope you remain connected with us on our website at www.equippedforlife.tv as well as our Equipped for Life Facebook and Twitter pages. Check back for updates, quotes, and new developments, as well as information on our rescheduled listener appreciation reception, which will now be held on Wednesday, July 27th at 6.30 p.m. on the campus of Evangel Ministries. Please call 313-836-7732 to register for this free event or email us at info at equippedforlife.tv. Well, until we meet again, remember to stay equipped to live, share, and defend your faith. Thank you for listening to the Equip for Life broadcast, which is sponsored by Evangel Ministries and faithful ministry partners like you. If you would like to learn more about our partnership opportunities or get a copy of any of these powerful messages, please go to our website at www.equipforlife.tv. We also invite you to visit us at Evangel for one of our dynamic Sunday worship services at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. You may contact our church office at 313-836-7732 for more details.